Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Shoot Mark and Sarah talk about shoot. Mark and Sarah talk about shoot. Mark and Sarah talk about song. Oh, it's so sock hoppy in here. Hello, everyone. It's Mark and Sarah Talk About Songs, episode 155. What? I'm your host, Sarah D. Bunting, and I am here, as always, with Mark Blankenship. Hey, Mark. Well, Sarah, I'm just jumping for joy to be here. Oh, is that so? Yes, because in this episode, we are ranking songs called Jump. Uh, You might remember that a few episodes ago. God, more than a few. We ranked songs called Stay. So we've... That was episode 68. So yeah, that was like a president ago. (laughs) Like when Gerald Ford was in office, we ranked songs (laughs) called Stay. Um, Yeah, he loved the episode so much, he fell down the plane stairs. It was great. (laughs) He could not stay upright because he loved that song. (laughs) that he episode so much oh <laughs> so we've resurrected that concept to rank songs called jump but first sarah i think we have a little teaser for something else if i'm not mistaken we sure do here's a listener voicemail we'll talk about it more after we listen greetings from dreary and gloomy seattle washington this is um cat hazard um your number one fan and um, because today's weather is just really gross here in Seattle, and I'm all up in my fields reminiscing about the 90s, etc., I have a question for you guys. Are there um, a couple of songs, two or three songs, that you guys consider underrated gems from the 1990s or early 2000s? I'm thinking about um, making a playlist. Um, but I have some ideas for songs I want to put on there, but I'm not actually looking for something I, I may have forgotten about or never knew about. So um, I'm just wanting to know your underrated gems from the 1990s or early 2000s. Thanks, guys. Thank you, Kat. And uh, we're not actually going to answer your question right now. We will be answering it in our August single for Patreon subscribers. Uh, Patreon subscribers will hear that. They'll hear a couple of other listener voicemails that we've collected on the topics of thrift th- thrift store CDs. That's hard to say. And problematic artists. Unfortunately, that's not hard to say. And you can find all of that at our Patreon page. And you can vote in episodes like this one where we're ranking either albums or songs with the same title. That's patreon.com slash mastess. Patreon.com slash mastess. So we do hope to see you there because we are having a lot of bonus content fun. But I think now, Sarah, without further ado, it's time to jump in to the theme of the day. Y'all, if you think I'm going to run out of these, by the way, you're wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, there's a reason that we use the sock hop theme at the beginning. Oh, shit, y'all. We don't want to skip anything. Oh, Oh. is it Dorothy Parker up in here? Oh, shit. My heart skips a beat each time we make one of these good jokes. So for those of you who do not know, this is how our ranking episodes work. When we we take each song and we assign it a point total. So in this 
grouping, we have seven songs, and there are seven possible points that we could give it. So the song that Sarah likes the most will get seven points. The song that Sarah likes the least will get one point. And that will be the same for me with our second favorite song getting six points, and so on and so on. We also did poll our Patreon patrons, and they voted. And their votes have now been used to create Patreon-based rankings for each song as well. We will add up the point totals from all three rankings to determine the ultimate and final ranking, and of course determine the most essential song called Jump. Uh, so without further ado... By the way, these rankings have the force of law. Don't add us, thank you. Oh, right, they do. And Gerald Ford himself, <laughs> were he not dead, would sign an official document stating that with alacrity. Um, I really have to wonder what uh, the restless shade <laughs> of uh, the former president would make of Chris Cross. Uh, that is our first song. We don't have a clip of this one because we have talked about it before. In an episode uh, in which we also talked about another bad creation's Aisha. And yes, uh, that was a because fun episode. Chris Cross is dissing them in this track which uh yes go back and find that episode it's from early 2018 it's, i know nick Reinwald jones was our esteemed guest yes it's an old episode but it's a goodie this is i hadn't heard this one in a while like i hadn't just sat and listened to it in a while it is so many gimmicks jammed together <laughs> that it kind of becomes eternal. Yeah. Like, there's the fact that they're kids. There's the fact that they have all this backwards shit on. It's also, it's a diss track against another bad, bad creation. creation. Yes. That is like beef. That's basically another gimmick group. So they're a gimmick beefing with a gimmick. Um, there's the lingo that like got in all our heads, even though initially, at least I was using it ironically, but we started calling our father the Mac dad, which he had no idea what that was and didn't care and was fine with it and who's whiter than our father lawrence welk end of list um (laughs) this is so of its era i still know every word i got out of my chair to like do a little bugging out in my office when i was listening to it uh it held up pretty well in my rankings, but yeah, like I don't, we didn't need a clip because I could just do the whole song for you. I'm not going to because I love you guys. Mark, any more thoughts on Chris Cross? I, again, I know that we dove into this in depth, but I, this time for whatever reason, was really struck by the high pitched, sarcastic laughter of a prepubescent boy as being one of the many many joys in the details of this song because like you said there's yes. so many things going on but the part where he goes ha 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 it's just so weird and good i mean they seem both like they're little dicks yeah yeah right like they would have come into the store that i worked at at the mall and just would have been like touching every single thing some of them try to rhyme, really but they can't rhyme bad, like this. Just being little jerks. Some of you try to make me purchase, but I won't. Hey, some of you try to make me purchase, but I won't. Hey. Now, for me, this is a song that I like. Actually, there are no truly shitty songs that we're ranking today. But yeah, there's. I really had a struggle because even the last play song is like, you're fine. Yeah, I'm not kicking it out of bed for eating crackers, as they say. Which it might do. Well, mine would. (laughs) But for me, I just, it it was in the middle for me, but with another song that we'll get to later. And I just kind of arbitrarily put it in fifth place and gave it three points. And mine, 
Mine, it held on towards the top for a while, but it ended in fourth. Okay, honestly, and mine was basically almost in fourth as well. And then the patrons put it in, I thought, a rather surprising sixth place. Uh, I'm not that surprised by that. So that's fourth place, four points from you. Fifth place, three points from me. Sixth place, two points from the patrons. Okay. Now, we do have clips for every other song in this episode, especially we because do. there we are... Try, we try to keep them short, but you know how we do. Yeah, and there are some that we thought maybe people wouldn't know, whatever. Uh, so what is next? Next is, um, oh my God, finally, we're talking about Madonna. Oh, Jesus. God. I know, like, girl, we're, I can't believe we've gone this long without Why ever... Why do we keep our denying ourselves I this, know. this privilege? Just kidding. It's basically every episode. Um do you you pulled this clip do you have anything to say about it before we listen uh this is one of the songs uh well this song is called jump uh no doy and it is from her confessions on the dance floor album from 2005 uh our very first ever madonna episode which was episode three mm-hmm. not 30 not 13 three is and we said at the top of that i actually double checked this the other day we actually were like finally <laughs> in episode three <laughs> I mean, there is a world in which it's just Nastam, Mark and Sarah talk about Madonna, <laughs> and we just... Yeah, it's it's this world, kind <laughs> of. We're, we're living in it now. I'm flying to another city to see her in concert in October. Okay? Okay. Um, uh-huh. But this... We've been on brand from the jump. <laughs> oh! Oh, shit! Ah! Um, <laughs> so let me hop on back to the topic. See what I did there? Uh, mm-hmm. the third episode of this podcast was about the song get together, which is also from the confessions on a dance floor album. And, uh, the song hung up was a huge hit from this album and jump was the fourth single from this album. And it was a top 10 hit in England, but it did not crack the charts in America for a variety of reasons, not worth getting into now, but it's still a pretty dope hit. And here is a clip from jump. I'm glad that's the section that you pulled from. Oh, well, tell me why. Um, I just like, I mean, the idea that Madonna has like a bunch of friends, like Taylor Swift's squad that <laughs> she sits around braiding her hair with is ridiculous. But I think it's something that she wants and has missed in her life mm-hmm. and may have had um, on the on the tour that was in the documentary. Um, and... And, like, I think that not having, like, those girl siblings and girl bonds is is an absence that she feels in her life, and that comes through in this song. But that's not why I goddamn adore this song. It's because there's no, like, it sort of starts out, like, 
not minor key, but just mood wise, it's minor key, but then it sort of psychs itself up and is a great like psych up song Mm -hmm. that's not too dancey. So I I have to say there's like no mood in which I am not in the mood for this song, if that makes any sense. Like I can be sad and this will pick me up. I can already be happy or like proud of myself and this will kind of put a little, um, little glitter on that for me. Um, I adore this whole album. It's, I think, my favorite Madonna album. You may add me. Controversial opinion, I think. Oh, no. I, I think that it's, um, it's definitely one of her four best albums. I, it's a great walking song. It's a great driving song. It's a great sitting around thinking about cool shit you're going to do song. And in this group... Like, there are a lot of songs that I adore um, in this group, but this is my number one. Seven points. Oh, shit. Sarah, yeah. this this is why I'm, again, so glad that we do not talk about these things before we go. Fuck, that is awesome. Because that, and also, I'd like to add that I can I can make it alone lyric, which I think may actually be can't make it alone, but that it could be either that she's repeating mm-hmm. like i can do it by myself or i i need my my people around me i don't know and i i didn't look it up because i don't need to know it can go either way yeah it's kind of nice to let it be both that's a really yeah. good point sometimes you know in our google age it is tempting to never sit inside ambiguity but yeah. sometimes it's nice let the lyric be both things why not let there be a veil why not uh, I was also thinking, as you were talking, that this would have been a really good answer to our listener voicemail question from a few episodes ago about songs that we would listen to on road trips. Yes, because absolutely. And I was just listening to it on the road yesterday. Well, so see, mm-hmm. one of the things I love about this song is how relaxed it is, how it doesn't need to be aggressive to get your attention. Yeah, And it just sort of, the whole album really has that feel. It's just a very smooth ride. And there are some very memorable beats on that album. But there's just something very relaxed about the energy of this whole album, which I have always liked. Yeah. Confident, but not quite as um, uh, forceful as she can sometimes be. And again, obviously, you're not listening to two people who have a problem with Madonna's forcefulness. Right. But this is very like, um, confident without that, like trademarked cockiness that I feel like she has, she feels like she has to bring into the world. So yeah, you're so right. There's something about the vibe of this album. And this song is a great epitomizes that very well where Madonna is letting us come to her. And if we don't come, she doesn't care because she's over here dancing. Um, now, you're going to be shocked based on all of the compliments that I just gave where I ended up ranking this song. And let me tell you this, this really kept me up. I chewed my fingernails. I dyed and redyed my hair trying to figure out what to do. I, I ultimately decided that in the pantheon of Madonna songs of which we have discussed roughly 400 on this podcast, I wouldn't put this in my top, like, even 40 Madonna songs, even though I love it, because Madonna has such a deep catalog of incredible songs. Well, yeah, that's, yeah. And when I look at some of the other songs on this list, 
my initial response to some of them is such immediate tiny child clapping his hands together joy that I had to put this in sixth place. Wow. But it is in no way meant as a sign of disrespect. It is just that this song is not enough of a Madonna essential to me to overcome my genetic predisposition towards some of the other songs on the list, if you know what I mean. I absolutely do. So that's sixth place for me, and the patrons put it in fifth. My suspicion there is because it is a less familiar song. Yeah, I think so. So there we go. Um, See, let me also tell you, you want to talk about a moment when I have to sit with my feelings, I have to call, dial a prayer. It is when I put a Madonna song near the bottom of a ranking episode. What? Oh, Oh, no. We're, th- there's going to be emotions. We're through the looking glass, people, as they say. <laughs> we we are. Sidebar, if I'm ever in an action movie, that could happen. I want to be the one in the police station who gets so frustrated because his colleagues cannot see that the serial killer is smarter than we think. So then I can say, don't you see? We're through the looking glass here, people. And then I slam the desk. I want to do that. And then a looking glass song plays. Yes. Brandy, you're a fine girl. And then we yeah. cut to a scene. Jimmy of a- does love Marianne to death. Brandy, you're a fine girl. And meaning Who's you're dead? fine at getting killed. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Who's dead? <laughs> and by fine, we mean murdered. <laughs> why, why are we all the way over here? Oh, okay. Come, come back with us to jump the topic. Um, the next song is by Rihanna who (laughs) talk about ghosts of this podcast like what even when we're not talking about her we're kind of talking. we are inevitably talking about her yes and now we are talking about her uh i don't think i had ever heard this track before had you no and in fact when you mentioned it i just assumed that you knew it because i had never heard of it i was like oh well it says here on these internets that rihanna has a song named jump right and so, you're like i believe does you? she um so it's on the same album that has the song diamonds on it uh you're okay. beautiful like diamonds okay uh so that's that album is called unapologetic uh but mm. yeah i hadn't heard it before either but uh shall we listen to a little clipo sure um this is a little clipo um this is definitely unapologetic in that uh rihanna um don't overthink it we're just gonna fuck don't tell your other girlfriends laid uh here's a clip Okay, well, that happened. I wish she hadn't brought ponies into it. But what do you think? <laughs> just, she, what, what do you think she means? Ride it, my pony. My saddle is waiting. Like it's so subtle. Uh, it really is extremely subtle. And who knew that Rihanna was such a fan of dressage that she <laughs> I would know. add it into her? I mean. I don't know if you watched this video. I assume you did. No, there's a video. I didn't even assume that there would be a video. 
Oh yeah, there's Whoa. a video. Um, Does it show her doing any sort of side saddle riding or jumping over hedges on a horse? No, you you do see some hindquarters though. Oh, they're, they're excellent. Good for everyone involved. Um, I enjoy this track while acknowledging that I don't think it's particularly good or sophisticated. It's definitely that like later in the night at the club track that's like two before the end before you like turn all the lights on and everyone has to like find their cocaine and leave right um so while i enjoyed listening to this and like bought it because sure like this will be a good old lady walk track um it's number six for me like it's fine but it's not as good as most things on the list so two points for me and my pony and it's last place for yeah. the patrons with one point. Now, I want you to picture in your imaginary mind me sitting at my office, at my desk, listening to this song on my AirPods, and knowing that I sit roughly six steps from the men's room. So I was just listening to this, and I'm close enough to the restroom that I can keep my AirPods on and just go pee and still listen to a song, even though my phone is still at my desk. And I was using the restroom, and then I was washing my hands listening to this song. And while I was washing my hands, the beat that we just heard actually dropped. And I just said out loud to the men's room, shit, that was dope. Uh, which is the widest possible thing I could have said. I do appreciate yeah, that. It's up there. I mean, I'm washing my hands in, my, in the restroom at my office, which does Broadway marketing. Like, come on. But... Uh, that song is dope, and I surprised myself with this one, too, because I had never heard of it, uh, and yet I loved it. And you might remember, listeners, from the Bitch Better Have My Money episode, that that was not one of my favorite Rihanna songs. No. But this really, randomly now, is one of my favorite yeah, Rihanna songs. Yeah, I, I mean, the fact that it's number six here doesn't mean that it's bad. Right, exactly. I don't like it. It's just not fifth or above like there's there's a lot of heavy hitters in here so so for me the element of surprise really boosted this one up because i wasn't anticipating that i would like it and i really did i don't know why i wasn't i like so many rihanna songs i think i have like 25 of her songs on my itunes but sarah i put it in third place third wow yeah third right shit this is this is already crazy. I know. Three songs into it. This is the one that, this is one of the ones that when you emailed me yesterday to be like, this ranking episode was wild, son. I was like, oh yeah. Because I cannot believe that the fucking Rihanna song is in third place and the Madonna song's in sixth place. We're through the looking glass here, people. Brandy's we dead. Are. Brandy's dead. Brandy's dead. Avenge her. Uh, so that's five points from me, one point from the patrons, two points from you. Mm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay, folks, uh, I'm not even going to intro this next one. I don't need to. Here's the clip.
I probably could have cut that after uh, David Lee Roth screaming. Um, in case you're recently arrived from Alpha Centauri, that's Van Halen. Um, there is another quote song before that on this album, which I bought at a flea market on cassette, not a mile and a half from where I'm sitting back in the summer of 84, I guess. <laughs> um, this is one of the, it's so weird because this song and the next song we're going to talk about are like iconic 80s synth battle. Uh, this is a one of the great pop song openers of all time. It's an iconic synth. It's an iconic rock scream. But like either this album and all its videos uh, are formative for you and you feel that they need to take their place in the you know lofty pantheon of whatever (laughs) that's the name of my second album lofty pantheon of whatever um or you don't but i had this one at number two yeah so i also fucking van halen and i am i am powerless before them well because here's one of the things that i feel like perhaps we didn't have the cultural sense to acknowledge at the time that we were all worried about the sexuality of these hair bands and their moral decay and all of that. The melodies of these songs are great. And the vocal performances of these songs are great. And this song is such a complex little ditty that, you know, it transitions into the part about, I got my back against the record machine. That's a really very catchy, memorable portion of this song. And then you have, which we did not hear, Eddie. Like, this was a tough clip to pull because it's like, I can give you the first 15 seconds, which is why it's going to rank so high, at least for me. But there's a lot of iconic bits in it, including Eddie's guitar break. Yeah, I mean, it, and the video is great. There is another single that we did a few months ago where we talked about the video for Van Halen's Hot for Teacher. Mm -hmm. And this is just another in the classic video vault for van halen but this is also a song that really highlights david lee roth as an outstanding frontman for a rock band yeah he's got such vocal dexterity and personality and i just think this song is exceptional and it is also second place for me nice and uh, it was third place for the patrons so that's six points from both of us and five points from the patrons now, before we, mm, no, mm, I'm going to save it. I'm going to save it until after we've heard the clip of the next one, which I believe is the Pointer Sisters Jump for My Love. Am I correct? Sure is. Now, Shall I play it? Uh, well, let me just acknowledge, yes, we've cheated a little bit on the next three songs. Technically, the name of this song is not Jump. It is Jump, parentheses, for my love. But you know what? I don't care. <laughs> you yeah. can't talk about Jump songs without talking about this song. <laughs> Here's a clip. Bye. 
Okay. Ooh, and then you go into that sexy bridge. Ooh. I can't believe they played this at my seventh grade dances. We were absolutely too young to hear that <laughs> shit. I am still maybe too young <laughs> to hear this song. This is so, a lot sexually franker than I think radio people were maybe paying attention to. Because they were too busy shaking their asses to notice what was going on. Yes. So I want to talk to you about a time that I was a child when I was unwittingly demonstrating who I would become as an adult. In 1984, both this jump and Van Halen's jump were popular. They were simultaneously Mm -hmm. hits. And I was five for almost all of 1984. I did not become six until December of that year. So as a five-year-old boy, I got in an actual physical fight with my down-the-street neighbor, Greg Smith, over which one of these songs was the better jump song. Okay. Like we were pushing each other. We were wrestling in the den of my house that we lived in at the time. We were actually fighting about which one was better. But but which song did you pick, Mark? And I, I, I can't imagine. I was wrestling Greg Smith on behalf of the Pointer Sisters. I don't know how better to explain to you who I was, who I am, and who I always shall be. <laughs> and um, I'd just like to say the fact that you were willing to get physical over it is, uh, I feel, the most everything of the everythingness <laughs> of the story. Um, I have always been, first of all, fond of the Pointer Sisters because which one is the one who's the baritone? Is that June? Sure. Bonnie, June, Paula, it's not, it's Melissa. It's not Bonnie. There's there's a Ruth, I think. Yeah, I think that sounds right. Um, listeners, let us know. I feel like I should actually know this. Um, they always had like the coolest shiny outfits in their videos. I always forget how much I love Pointer Sister songs. And this is how crazy this ranking is. Okay. I, after listening to this, was like, how do I not own this entire greatest hits album uh i own some of the tracks i went on itunes and completed the album mm-hmm. i listened to this and he's so shy oh. which is a bop yes um i made some notes about the the many ways and like kinds of sex that they're talking about in the song and then i still only ranked it fifth oh shit See, exactly that's that's what happens though in this episode this episode I, where literally the ceiling is the floor i love i love this song i i do i love it like a cousin but man I, like i couldn't do it i could not do it. i couldn't get it higher than fifth <laughs> get it higher come on baby I'll take you down to about fifth place. Um, if I am wrong about uh, your ranking, then I'm going to give $20 to a music-related project on DonorsChoose.org. Hit me. Well, I, of course, put this song in first place. Yes! The, this song... Save me 20 bucks. Thanks, girl. <laughs> this uh, Maybe I should have said I put it in ninth place out of seven just so you would have to donate some money. But uh, <laughs> this song, to me, it's so joy-inducing. The, the progression of the melody through that chorus, which that chorus is really long. The, it, that, the clip that we heard is mostly just chorus, but it's so yeah. satisfying. And 
the the high sound in her voice when she's saying, "If you want, if you want, my kisses in the night." That it's just so joyous and so gleefully horny, as you were suggesting before. And when you think about some of these songs that were hits at this time, where like. AIDS was just fucking running over everything. Yeah. And flattening it. Um, and that sort of low hanging cl- cloud of dread was over everything and close enough to touch for years. And that pop music that could be this like happy and like, let, you know, well, since we're all going to die anyway, eventually, we should go out fucking. Uh, like that's really something like as a pop artist like the whole point of pop music and rock and roll is to talk about fucking that's the only point well and this is reminding me of the song dancing in the sheets by shalimar from the footloose soundtrack (laughs) oh yeah that it's like how that you're sort of like you come to your you like the record company and you're like well here's this song that's like and it's like well you know sure if you want to kill yourself like well what a way to go i mean it's just sidebar that i'm not sociologically qualified to talk about but well but along those lines it's just fascinating to me you know i just appreciate this song so much because she's basically in a really good mood about insisting that he come over here and pleasure her yeah, and I know that like it's not literally about that, but the, the, she doesn't actually say the words "come over here and get me off," but that's what she's talking about underneath uh, yeah. it all. And she's like, "Yeah, yeah." Like, I just I like that she's so delighted by her own insistence that she gets yeah. some. And, and it doesn't like look. It'll be fun. Trust me. It's fun. Just get in the car. It's fine. We'll figure it out. Like, exactly. <laughs> it ain't that. It ain't that deep. You know, Rihanna is saying the same thing in her jump. Yes, but it's so. Exactly. It's a very different mood that she is creating. There's a there's a power and a menace to her that, you know, obviously is sexy as well. But I like the contrast that we get between these two songs about a woman insisting that it's her time to get off. Because the Pointer Sisters are just like, hey, you know what? I'm over here drinking a sea breeze. I've got, a, <laughs> I've got this nice uh, kimono on. I'm just going to loosen this this little tie on the front of it. Do your thing. Then I might order uh, a shrimp cocktail. I don't know. Yeah. Anything could happen. Come on over (laughs) and find out. And the synth is like, once again, I mean, it's very synthy, but it doesn't sound like cheap or like a shortcut for anything. It's perfect for what it is. Yes. Yeah. And uh, uh, my husband, Andrew, wanted me to point out that when he was a kid, he would have been around 12 years old. In the span of about 18 months, at the very same venue near his home in Michigan, he saw the Pointer Sisters, Madonna, and Hall & Oates on tour. Oh, my God. I mean, that's a pretty early 80s-tastic array of concerts to have seen. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. So, yeah, and then the <sighs> 80s patrons... 80s Daryl Hall. Oof, I know, could my get it. My Furious Five and I need a minute. Okay, I'm, I'm back. <laughs> <laughs> Patrons, if you want to know what Sarah means, or listeners, if you want to know what Sarah means by her Furious Five, go check out that patrons-only single about voicemails that we were talking about before, where you can also learn about our new jewelry and grill that will be opening very soon. In Uh, the Pacific Northwest. Yes. So um, that song, 
was also first place for the patrons. So a uh, nice. a robust showing all around. Mm. Now, next, is it Harry Belafonte? It certainly is. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is another instance in which we gave ourselves some latitude on the title. Uh, before I get into any more extended praise to the film Beetlejuice for bringing this into my life in its closing sequence involving ghostly football players, let's listen to a clip. Fellas, you got to watch it. When she wind up, she bottom, she go like a rocket. Jump in the line, rock your body in time. Okay, I believe you. Jump in the line, rock your body in time. High star skirts a little higher. Jump in the line, rock your body in time. Off the chimney. Jump in the line, rock your body in time. Whoa. <laughs> Uh, I think this was on my wedding playlist. Um, Harry Belafonte, great American, um, with these great drums, these great horns. And what I've always appreciated about Harry Belafonte is that he has this uh, joy in his music, but also looks perfectly capable of kicking you to death while eating a sandwich for being a racist fuck. And I think Uh he would do it. And having both those things in one artist who, P.S., extremely handsome. Um, I just love, I love this song. I love this song and how, like, it it seems like it's gimmicky, but it's actually, like, extremely carefully built. And it has these, like, Truffaultian left turns that it does within itself. And I have always loved it. And it's my number three. Very good. And the, the formal title of the song is jump in the line parentheses shake shake sonora mm-hmm. uh still it's still a jump song let's be honest let's and be I, I hope that everyone was jumping around in their chairs listening to that clip you know Love what it. really struck me for the first time as we prepared for this episode you want to talk about a song that is raunchy as hell she yeah. winds her bottom like a rocket and ju- like she, we're not only talking about a festive line dance here Y'all. Yeah, no. <laughs> I mean, the whole song no. is basically like when my woman whines and drops down on my D. Yeah. Then, I, so I have to take the rest of the day off of work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and like you, just potassium loading. Uh huh. I think I know what you mean. Please give us another verse because I'm not sure. And then oh, yell you about broke it off in her ass. I got it. Okay. <laughs> 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 and then pull up those skirts a little higher. Okay, sure. <laughs> For <And> what? <laughs> I, and the fact that his girlfriend's name is Sonora, which obviously means Senora, which obviously means all women, which obviously means I would like to fuck every woman. Shake it over here. We uh-huh. see you, Harry. We see you. <laughs> and Beetlejuice and or no. And like, orgasmic noises happening between lines. And he's like, yes, sir. Like, yeah. uh, okay. <laughs> and Do you like, need to be alone? <laughs> Even if that is not consciously what Harry Belafonte was trying to do here, this is what the song is about. And I say mad, mad props mm-hmm. because this song is really good. And the only reason that it's my last place. <laughs> oh, my God. Last. I, last. I, I, know. I know. Because it's it's only because I, I the song to me, it's 
this is the only thing that I could this is why it's just too long that is that's the, like literally the only reason that I just feel that the song is about 40 seconds too long it it repeats itself just a little too much yeah I feel I like this is that. a song that if I have 65 seconds of this song I got it and I love it but I don't yeah, need to hear it's, more. It's better at like 157 than it is at its current length. I agree. And also, there's some fucking great songs on this list. And yeah. And like, again, am I ever going to be sad to hear this song? No. Will I be happy to dance to it? Yes. Do I love the final scene? Will you scene? skip ahead after a minute and 15 seconds? Probably. Yes. Do I love the final scene of Beetlejuice where this song is played? Yes. Do I also <laughs> think it's good that they only play this song for about 65 seconds? Yes. Yeah. So uh, the patrons, however, really dig it, and they put it in second place. So oh, that's five patrons. points from you, six points from them, and one point from me. Wow! And that that brings that's us why to, we play the games, people. Yeah, you never know what just, little games we gonna play. You don't. Um, speaking of games, <laughs> I I think that's the most common, like. Uh, that's the most commonly uh, the most common venue for hearing our last song now, right? Yes, yes. Jump around by House of Pain. Uh, I've I've done a little card counting, and I think I'm about to be quite surprised at where you ranked it. But uh, <laughs> shall we hear a clip? <laughs> I also see that you've only got one ranking left. Yeah. So <laughs> yes, let's hear a clip from They're House eating of- oyster crackers in bed in their Celtics jerseys. I I can only take so much. Just kidding. Here's a clip. I'm the cream of the crop. I rise to the top. I never eat a pig because a pig is a cop. I better yet a Terminator. Like Arnold Schwarzenegger. Trying to play me up like this if my name was Sega. But I ain't going out like no punk bitch. Get used to one style yo, when I might switch it up. Up and around. Then buck buck get down. Put out your head and then you wake up in the dawn of the dead. I'm coming to get ya, I'm coming to get ya Spitting out lyrics, homie, I wet ya I came to get down, I came to get down So get out your seat and jump around Jump around Jump around Jump around Jump up, jump up and get down Jump, 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 jump Oh my god, it's so of its time <sighs> All those references, but I can, I know all the words Try to play I, me out like as if my name was Sega. Because yes. what year is it? Exactly. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah. I mean, like, does it show particularly well against, like, um, fellow era hip-hop? Like, um, Tribe Called Quest, Cypress Hill? Not really. Um, are the lyrics sort of dated? I guess. Will I jump around at City Fields when this comes on? Yeah. Hell yeah. I mean, it's last, but it's not worst it's just there you know i had to put it somewhere and i couldn't put it in the other ones so i'm so sorry house of pain the, the source of your pain today is the single point that you're getting from me but i i mean i listened to the whole song even though i didn't need to because i could play or recite every part of it from memory and i put the song in fourth place uh-huh. Which is exactly what the patrons did. And this is partially because earlier this year, I went on a work-related trip to Tulsa, Oklahoma, to the house where the movie version of The Outsiders was filmed. Oh, nice. The novel The Outsiders by S.E. Hinton is set in Tulsa, Oklahoma, and they shot the film in Oklahoma, Tulsa, Oklahoma as well. The 
Outsider's House has now been turned into a museum, and that museum is owned and operated by Danny Boy O'Connor, who is one of the members of House of Pain. What? So when I went you to know, Tulsa... You know, if I'd known that, I think I would have ranked it higher, I have to tell you. <laughs> That's so amazing. When Stay I went to t- Danny Boy. Yep. So <laughs> when I went to Tulsa, I met him and spent an entire morning with him. He took me on a guided tour of the museum. He is a really cool guy who has decided that he wants to spend this part of his career not making music, but instead helping America pay homage to its pop culture history. And wow. I just think that's really cool. And Everlast is the person who is rapping on this song. And Danny Boy O'Connor is really just the guy on the left in the music video. But <laughs> the guy on the left. In their less Someone's regarded... Someone's got to be the guy on the left. Yeah. Hey, listen. I wasn't the guy on the left on any hit song. Uh, but in their less remembered follow-up single, Shamrocks and Shenanigans, Danny Boy O'Connor has a really hot verse. But... Uh, All of that said, that definitely gave me some sentimental – that gave the song some sentimental points for me because I had a really nice experience with one of the members of House of Pain just a few weeks ago. Uh, Also, this is, to me, a song that basically is interchangeable in my emotional memory with Jump by Criss Cross. Sure. They're kind of the same song. They're, like, aggressive but kind of gimmicky and a little silly. And what I ultimately decided would put this song in fourth and Criss Cross in fifth – is that screaming whistle sound in Jump Around is just so... It's just like Pavlovian. Like, I'm not even allowed to sit down when that is on. It's like, uh, next thing I know, I'm jumping. And I have to say, and I'm not happy to make this public knowledge, but um, Cotton Eye Joe... (gasps) By the the Rednecks? (laughs) I am not able to sit. I am not going to dance, but I am not able to sit. This is... I have a very clear memory of hearing Cotton Eye Joe at a pool in the <laughs> summer. I mean, it's just the kind of song that you hear at the pool. Yeah, it, it absolutely is. Head out the way for Cotton Eye Joe. Oh my God, yes. It's absolutely no. I mean, I have, I actually have a Guinness Book Macarena story also, but uh, you're going to have to wait in. Wait for another time. In our Macarena that... ranking episode. Just kidding. That's never happening. Oh my God. We should do like... 90s novelty hits though like macarena and cotton eye joe and that song were a lot and do you remember the song are you jimmy ray no are you jimmy ray are you terrible there really were a lot and who let the dogs out oh sure jeez who indeed uh okay anyway so fourth place for me and the patrons that's four points each and then seventh place from you is one point and i think Mm. while we're here i'm just gonna run down every song because there's only seven yeah why not now, in last place is perhaps unsurprisingly Rihanna's Jump because oh, again, hey girl, interesting. Uh, in next to last place, tied with nine, so they, they she had eight points. Next with nine points is a tie between House of Pain and Criss Cross. I think it seems correct that they are tied. I think that's right. Next in a tie with twelve points is Madonna's Jump uh, and Harry Belafonte's Jump in the Line. Okay, and then. Greg Smith and I, I guess, have to reach a detente because tied for first with 17 <laughs> points is uh, the Pointer Sisters' Jump for My Love and Van Halen's Jump. And I think it's worth noting that 17 points is what got you a tie for first, and then you go all the way down to 12 for the next level. So clearly, 
the strong favorite was both of these, and it seems right and just that they should be tied. Even though I still think that Pointer Sisters was right, I'm no longer willing to fight anyone to say that it's better than Van Halen. They're both good. I both, uh, I think they both deserve a place in our hearts. All these songs were good. This, I mean, this was a tough one, but this yeah. is also sometimes in our ranking episodes, you do see once everyone is like averaged together, um, that old like joke about statisticians, like, um, if a statistician has one foot in a campfire and the other foot on a block of ice, he's, you know, he says it's moderate temperature. Right. And so right. you get a lot of like, and you know, in a four way tie for second, like, and n- kind of no one's happy, but this is, is one of the closest that we've had to, I think, true, um, true harmony with not only amongst all of our rankings, but the universe. So, yeah. Well, when I, when Andrew was looking at the list of songs, he said, okay, here's how it goes for me. Actually, he didn't say for me. He basically just said, here's how it goes. <laughs> well, yeah, it's Andrew. <laughs> he was like, first place Pointer Sisters, second place Van Halen, everyone else tie for seventh. So I think that he would yeah. he would agree with the rankings we've done here. Mm. All right. Well, Sarah, I'm glad that we jumped in to this pool of songs. With both feet. Oh, and one of them was on a block of ice, weirdly, uh-huh, the whole time. Something like that. And uh, I'm glad we could point out um the pros and cons of all of these and i'm in the a house f- of pain and i'm a fan halen of yours that's for sure <laughs> mm. well jump in the line and wind my bottom <laughs> <laughs> now we're talking about your dick again <laughs> and Sarah Talk About Songs is hosted by Mark Blankenship and Sarah D. Bunting and edited by Sarah D. Bunting. That's me. Need to talk to Mark and Sarah about song requests, ads, or birthday readings? Email us at talkaboutsongs at gmail.com, tweet us at talksongs, or find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash podcast. To become a supporter and producer of the podcast, visit our Patreon page at patreon.com slash mastass. And as always, thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.
You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.